out into our base, and Ibn Achman is, is telling us that Mashiach's main Indian, the main way the Mashiach's really gonna bring the world Yishuv is through Tefillah. That's Mashiach's main Indian, Tefillah. And everything Mashiach does is gonna be through Tefillah. So Tefillah is ultimately our connection to Hashem. Tefillah is the whole world of Amuna. When we dive into Hashem, we're doing it because we believe that you know He's listening to us and that something you know, our Tefillah can really affect something and we can really make a difference. So that's Mashiach's whole Indian. That Mashiach is coming to tell every single Jew, you have the ability to connect to Hashem, you have the ability to make a difference, you have the ability to develop that deep relationship. And that's what Mashiach wants us to know. So Rabbi Nachman says in Ozbez that the main way to develop that, how do we know, how do we work on that? How do we work on feeling that Hashem actually cares about us and wants to listen to us and you know, values what we're saying? Like we're like, it's, all, it's more than a child. It's Hashem's valuing our opinion like, like an adult, like a friend. Obviously like a child as well, but it's not like a child, oh, that's so cute that they said that, wow. It's like, we're coming to Hashem and saying, look, Hashem, like, I really, you know, I really want to speak to you about something. Hashem's like, well, let me make time for this person. This is a very special person. So how do we start to believe that in ourselves? Mashiach's gonna, when Mashiach comes, he's gonna do that. He's gonna show us that. But how do we, how do we really get to that point? So, Rabbi Nachman says that comes through really utilizing one of our midos, one of our characteristics. Every single person has seven root characteristics. So one of those characteristics is the, is the mida of Yisod, the characteristic of Yisod, of just being able to be mashpia, being able to give over to the world. Every single person has the ability to give over something to the world that no one else is able to give over. So very famously, Megala Muko says that there are 600,000 600, letters in the Torah. <laughs> and that, has to, that connects to the 600,000 neshamas that were at Harsina. So the Megala Mukos really explains how there's a little more than 600,000 letters. But either way, it says that just like every single letter in the Torah is necessary, and if you're missing one letter, then what happens? The whole Torah is possible. So Hashem says, look, every single person, I need every single person in order to help the world reach its tikkun, to help the world reach what it needs to. And every single person has one thing, at least, at least one thing, if not more, that they need to give over to the world, and that's unique. So once a person taps into that, that they have one thing they can give over, then they'll realize, wow, I like I matter. I matter. Because why does a person think they don't matter? Because they look at the person next to them and they say, wow, that person's so much better than me. That person has these aspects or those attributes. Or even if we ask someone that's valuable, you know, you're a good artist, you're a good musician, you're funny, but there's always someone who's a better artist, a better musician, funnier, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. Now, then there's people who think that they're the best at everything, but it's usually like... <laughs> They usually like really think that they're the worst at everything. It's like, whatever. It's so if a person really is able to hone in and recognize that one thing that they're able to give over that no one else is, then they're gonna realize how valuable that is, and then they're gonna be able to go to Hashem with that self worth and say, Hashem, you know, let's speak. And they're gonna be able to harness that koach of tefillah, because tefillah <laughs> is that ability to connect. It's the ability to connect. Or why is a person sometimes embarrassed or feeling comfortable in a social situation? Because 
they're feeling judged or they're feeling almost like unworthy of what's going on. So if a person like walks in with that confidence and walks in like, you know, like I'm the person I'm going to want to gravitate towards, and like they, they own the party. They own the party. They're the king of the party. So the way that a person becomes the king of the party is a king is the one who's able to do what no one else in the country is able to do. So that's, a person becomes a king when they recognize I'm able to do one thing that no one else is able to do. Again, if not more. Every single person has that unique aspect within them. So Rabbi Nachman says, in Rabbi Nachman said this is called a double-edged sword, that a person holds on to a double-edged sword. Double-edged sword because that in, it says in Tehillim, that a double-edged sword, the word pifiot, which right, refer to this double-edged, right, the word peyot, right, it's talking about the person's mouth, that the koch of a person has this sword, they have the koch of Okay, and the sword in general has a very, very strong connection to, you know, a person who's able to really harness their strength and ability to be much beyond the world. Like when you think about a sword, you think about a person who's strong and confident, so that's what the sword represents, it's that confidence, that's ability, that ability to give over. And once they have that, they have that ability for tefillah, that ability to connect. They have that, we're looking for the ability to connect. Rabbi Nachman's teaching us and trying to help us get to that world of connection. The goal is to help us connect to Hashem, but once a person has this, they're able to connect ultimately to others, to themselves. They work, it all comes from within. If a person connects to themselves, right, they do like true tshuva, where they go back to their root, to that inherent goodness and that inherent special mida that they have, right? That they're just told and they know I have something to offer. They go back to their self-worth. They're able to connect to others. They're able to connect to, to Hashem. Because what happens? The most confident people and like the most special people and the most almost charismatic people are the ones who, who are trying to impress others. It's the people who, they're just inherently, you know, quote-unquote cool, where they, they're like, look, this is who I am. Love me or hate me. I know that I'm special in a very healthy way. And they also view the world in that way. Once they see that within themselves, and once they really recognize, wow, I have a special media that no one else has, they're like, wait, everyone else probably also has that. And they're just going to go and view the world in that way and connect in that way, and they're just going to ultimately connect to Hashem that way also. So that's that's ultimately how a person develops that. <clears throat> By connecting to themselves and they're able to connect to the world of tefillah. It says, And a person who connects to this world of, you know, the world of Yisod, that foundation, that ability to be mashpia, then they, they, they hold on to the sword. They have that ability to connect. Shalyuato salaminyal small. And they shouldn't, you know, you know, move to the right or to the left. So this type of person needs to know that they need to be very deliberate with every single thing that they do. Because if a person has the koch of tefillah, and, you know, we're saying tefillah obviously is, and ultimately is that connection to Hashem, but if a person has that ability to connect, and a person feels connected to them, they need to be very deliberate with their words again. And also they need to be deliberate with their tefillah to Hashem because if a person recognizes 
how much koach they have within themselves. They need, they need to use it properly. Usually a person who gets to this point of knowing that they have a true self-worth, they will inevitably be deliberate with their words. If you know that someone really trusts you and someone really connects to you and someone really cares to speak to you, you're going to be deliberate with your words. Similarly with Hashem. If you know that Hashem's listening to everything that you're doing, every single thing, you're going to be deliberate. That's that, it's that connection. You're going to Hashem and it's, like you know that Hashem values everything you say, so you're going to want to, you're going to want to speak to Hashem in the world, if you spoke to this in the world of Tefillah, you're going to want to speak to Hashem in, you know, in, in a more deliberate way. And this is not, not in a stressful way, obviously. But it's, you know, like when someone is very, very successful in real estate and people want to invest money with them, if I go to you and I say, hey, you know, I have a really good deal, I need $500,000, I'm going to make you money. They're going to trust you. They're going to listen to you because they're going to say, look, look how much I've done so far. So if we're able to connect ourselves and we're helping so many people and we're connecting to so many people and we go to Hashem, Right, it's like the tzaddikim. The reason why why the Sfarim speak about connecting the tzaddikim, what does it mean that that we're all connected to the tzaddik? It means that we go to the tzaddik and we say, "I'm having trouble connecting to Hashem. I know that Hashem's listening to everything I say. I don't feel it, but I know that you feel it. I know that you feel it." The tzaddik goes to Hashem and says, comes with all the tefillahs of all of Klai's soul and says, "Hashem, like." I'm trying to help these people connect to you and I'm having so much trouble and I'm trying to bring them closer. Could you please just answer their tefillahs? And Hashem says, wow, this is like, Hashem's looking at that person and saying, wow, like, this is a person who I, I take very seriously. Hashem takes the tzaddikim very seriously because the tzaddikim take themselves seriously. I heard one time that one of the tzaddikim said, it's very easy to be a tzaddik. Once a person says, hey, I'm going to be a tzaddik. I'm going to take myself seriously. Then at that moment, Hashem looks at you as a tzaddik. Then this person said, this Rev said, that the hard thing is maintaining being a tzaddik. That's the hardest thing. Gemara Kedushin, right? Yes, Gemara Kedushin. Gemara is a chair, sorry. There's a chair in the closet. I apologize. So, so the tzaddikim, like the Gemara Kedushin said also, it's like when it comes to Kedushin, like you said, when it comes to Kedushin, if a, if a girl says, if a woman says, I'm not going to marry you unless you're a tzaddik, and you say, okay, great, I'm a tzaddik, even if you did the most of years before him, that's good enough to marry that woman because it takes a second to just take on being a tzaddik. Just going back for a moment, it's actually a little funny because I just said that tzaddikim take all the tefillahs of all the people. So one of my friends, we were like speaking about whether or not there's a practice, whether or not that Hashem actually looks at every single thing you do and takes it seriously. Or if Hashem kind of is like, you know, this person believed more in Hashkacha Klalas, but just, not even Hashkacha, but just that the world just goes as is. So he was going through something really difficult and he said to me, he's like, look, I know that you believe that God can change things based on what you say, so could you please just daven for me? So I just thought it was a little interesting because he didn't believe enough in himself that Hashem's going to take what he says seriously because he doesn't believe in Hashkacha Klalas, but the guy said to me, he's like, look, I know that you believe in this. So it's the same thing when people go to tzaddikim. They say, look, I know that you believe in your tefillah. The tzaddikim believe in their tefillah because they know that Hashem listens to their tefillah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. A lot of times people think that 
if you do a lot of mitzvahs, then Hashem listens to your tefillah more. And if you do a veras, then Hashem listens to your tefillah less. It's kind of like those kids in class. That, you know, the kids who are good in class, then everyone, you know, the teachers just like listen to what they say and they call on them for. I mean, yeah, sometimes they, the teachers do call on those kids first. But the kids who act up in class, they, the kids don't take themselves seriously. The teachers don't take those kids seriously. And even when that kid says something smart, the teacher just assumes it's a joke. Hashem does not look at us in that way. It doesn't matter how many mitzvahs or avers you do. Hashem says, no, you're one of my children. You're speaking to me. I'm going to take you seriously. It's a pretty long story. I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> we'll just say the punchline and we'll get back to it. But the punchline is that there was a kid who was having a really hard time in school, in yeshiva, and and he was planning on going home. He said, okay, this is just not for me. You know, Judaism's not for me. And he went to the Kotel like, the night before he left, and it was like midnight, it was late. And uh, it was that Kotel Plaza where like no one was there, and like the football lights are on. There was no one there, and this kid went to go down by the Kotel. Happened to be the basis Israel was one of the gay rebbies, comes behind this kid, and he just said, Hashem never laughs. So the kid didn't know what that meant. Hashem never laughs. And the rub says again, the base says again, like Hashem never laughs. You know this story. It's Hashem never laughs. And the kid didn't know what he meant. <clears throat> so the kid went to the base of Saul's brother. It was like two, three in the morning. And it was the Pnei Menachem. The Pnei Menachem said, no, let me explain to you what, what my brother meant. A lot of times you think that you come to Hashem and you tell him, I want to be, you know, I want to change. Or you go to him, you ask for something, and then you mess up again. You think at a certain point, kind of like a kid in the classroom, at a certain point the teacher is like, just starts laughing, like, I can't take you seriously. But with Hashem, Hashem never laughs. You can go to Hashem as many times as you want. You can mess up as many times so many times, and Hashem's never going to laugh. He's going to take you seriously every single time you say, Hashem, I promise I'm going to try to be different. This time Hashem's never going to laugh. He takes you seriously every single time. So right here also, we're saying that Hashem takes us very seriously, that if you hold on to that midah of Yesod, you hold on, you have that strong foundation, that ability to give over, and then you say, Hashem, I have a strong self-worth, and I know that you listen to me. Hashem takes you seriously. And then we need to be careful and very deliberate with our words. Because we know how much our words matter. We know how much Hashem values our words. So how do we do this? How do we how do we work on being deliberate and you know working on being balanced? Let's talk about being balanced. So mishpat. So this comes through the midah of mishpat, just being just being able to judge ourselves properly. Because once we're able to judge ourselves properly, we're going to be able to judge the world properly, and we're able to come to Hashem. And say this is this is the situation as I see it, and I did my due diligence. And then Hashem, okay, great. Hashem's going to take that seriously. So that a person takes like a slingshot and like it says throws it and aims it at the bullseye, at the place that it needs to go. It doesn't go one way or another. Because, and Hashem says, well, I know, I trust that this person did their due diligence. And it goes, That's why the Pasuk says that every single person needs to use the midah of mishpat, to use that aspect of being able to judge themselves and judge a situation properly. And many times people think that mishpat 
Do you hear like judgment? And judgment day? You know, Yom Hadin is the day of judgment. Everyone always thinks, you know, this is, you know, it's like a scary day. Like Hashem's now gonna, he's really gonna, he's gonna point at all the things that I did this year. He's gonna just bring up a list of all the times I messed up. It happens to be Rosh Hashanah is one of the happiest days there. Rabbi Nachman says that Rosh Hashanah, you know, you have to laugh and you also have to cry. You need to do both. Because judgment is you need to be able to focus on the positive things that you did also that year. That's what a real judgment is. And many times someone comes out innocent. Many times someone comes out guilty. It's both. But you need to be able to judge yourself properly. Because then once you judge yourself properly... Then we're able to judge other people properly. A lot of times what we do is we view the world like we view ourselves. Rabbi Nachman does this in the Kutimaran, where he'll give an Eitzah. He'll say, oh, if you want to work on this, you know, if you personally want to work on Amidah, he doesn't say it in those words, but he says, start trying to look at other people this way. Because then once you start viewing the world this way, inevitably you're going to start viewing yourself that way also. Right, it's almost like that, you know, like, First of all, using positive speech, but also there was this psychology you know, experiment where they like made a person, what was it, like they made a person like smile, or they put a, and then they made a person frown? <clears throat> yeah. They inserted the pencil or, and like either, you know, kind of vertically mm-hmm. or horizontally. Yeah. So this way, of course, is like a smile. Yeah. And this way, kind of forces a frown. Yeah. That's where the two experimental. I thought it was like that the person actually was... They had them read like uh, something, a okay. or like a com, you know. And then yeah. They, and then they were like, they had them rate how funny it was. Or, okay. So it was yeah. yeah. I thought it was like that the people who were smiling automatically thought something was a little funny, and the people yeah. who they made frown thought it wasn't as funny. So it's it's almost if a person you know acts positive, it's not even acting positive. It's you know if you try to be positive, you will end up being more positive. Now you know it's almost like fake until you make it. It's like the chinuch. So uh, yeah, so yeah. that's that's what it is. So right here, the whole Indian is that we need to be able to view ourselves in a positive way because then we're going to be able to view the world in a positive way. But again, with mishpah, you need to have that positive aspect and also the negative aspect, the things that you know we're doing well and things that we need to work on. Because then once we view ourselves in that way, we're going to view the world in that way. And again, that's coming to Hashem with this midah of mishpah. We're saying, Hashem, look, I've done my due diligence. I take myself seriously, meaning not, not like Ritzini, like the Israeli citizen. Ritzini, like seriously? No, like I take myself seriously in the sense that, like, I know that, that you value what I'm saying, Hashem. I know that you value me as a person. I know that you appreciate me. Meaning, Hashem, like, you take my jokes seriously. You like my jokes. Like, Hashem appreciates our humor. Hashem appreciates like the cute stuff that happens with us. Hashem also really is there for the tough things that happen. Hashem saying, hey, just come to me. Just come to me. Use that koch of feel, but the koch of feel comes through us being able to recognize our self-worth, us being able to know that we have what to give over. That's why Yosef specifically got the firstborn from Yaakov. Why not Reuven? Reuven was the, the oh, really the true firstborn from Leah. Yosef was only a number of kids later. So why did Yosef, why was he able to get the firstborn? Because the firstborn, right, that Bahor, that Bahorah, that ability to connect to the ultimate Bahor, the ultimate number one, the Rashis Hashem, Yosef was able to do that. And Yosef was the one who recognized the self-worth 
more than anybody because <clears throat> where did Yosef get the strength from to not be nichshel, to not stumble with Ejaz Potiphar? It came from within. Yosef, what happened was, the Medrash says, Chazal tell us, that Yosef knew that if he was totally nichshel, if he messed up with Ejaz Potiphar, he knew that he wasn't going to have shvatim, that no shvatim were going to come from him. And that gave him enough kawah, in addition to being able to see Yaakov. But that, when Chazal says, they gave him enough kawah, say, you know what, like, I'm going to, I found, he found enough strength in himself to say, you know, like, he valued himself too much and he valued what's going to come from him too much at that moment. He says, I'm not, I'm not going to do this with Ashish Potiphar. Even though, like, every other day before that was leading up to it. He was, you know, it was, a, it was a rocky situation leading up to that. At the last moment, Yosef said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. There were supposed to be 12 shvatim that came from Yosef. It ended up being, you know, only two. Ephraim and Nasha came from But only two doesn't mean only two. Say, no, he got two. He got double the amount of shvatim more than any other shaven. And Yosef was able to find that within himself. And then what else was Yosef able to do? When there was the famine in Mitzrayim, Yosef was the one who gave over the food to everyone in the world. Yosef was the mashpia, meaning Yosef was the one that had that unique ability to just give over, to give over. And that came from his ability to just be able to see more and more self-worth within himself. That's why Yosef's name is the language of Mosif, to add. He's just Mosif or. He's just seeing more and more positive in himself. And once a person sees more positive and sees the more they can give over, that they're going to take themselves more seriously and value themselves more. Again, we use the word seriously, not like a tense way. We use it seriously. Of like, no, no, I'm a person who appreciates myself. I have what to give over to the world. So, that's why Yaakov says, I'm giving over the Bechor to you. And Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu represents the person who's able, who was very balanced. That's why 12 Shvatim came from him, because there were Shvatim who were you know, more associated with kindness, Shvatim more associated with, with a little more strict judgment. Twelve Shvatim. And also, the number twelve is very misugal to just, like, such a number of completion. Now, like, there's twelve sides on a, on a box. You know, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then also the, the angles over here. So that's another four, that's 12. I'm sorry if that didn't make sense. Either way. Whatever, whatever. More sicker you speak about that Indian of the number 12, and it just looks like I just held up a cookbook. So I'll just do a plug for your... Yeah, he is a neat sense of So Yaakov's the one who says, look, Yaakov represents the world of being able to do things in a balanced way. He says, Yosef, you can also do this, so I'm giving over the ability for you to kind of take on, you know, bear the burden of clothes, so... Whereas again, Yaakov is connected to that world of being balanced in judgment. That Yosef, Yosef was able to receive this tradition from Yaakov. The way to connect to the world of tefillah is by being balanced, is by recognizing your self-worth, recognizing that you have what to give over. And then ultimately, then you can come to Hashem with that, with that confidence to say, Hashem, I know that you're going to value my tefillah. I know that you're going to value it. And then once we value ourselves, we're going to say, Hashem, I know that, you can, that you're going to value my tefillah. Again, that's, Mashiach is the one. Mashiach has the most confidence. And Mashiach is the one who 
has that deep, deep connection with Hashem. And Mashiach is going to be the one to bring all of Kla Yisrael to connect to Hashem. And now Mashiach is going to show how every single person has that ability to connect to Hashem in a very, very deep way. We'll pick up with Ost Dalid next time. Okay? Have a tough.